0: Today on the ZabeCast, a better idea for determining the NBA playoff seedings. Why is it better? Well, I thought of it. Wait till you hear it. The Simpsons address their Apu problem, and it satisfies no one. And should I delete my Facebook page? I would, but how do I know it's really deleted? That plus Bob and Brian, my older brothers from Milwaukee. If you've got forty-five minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Wednesday, April 11, 2018. Thank you very much for your download, and thank you for your data. Let's get to it. There's a few things I want to run through real quick that are in my browser tabs for Wednesday. I finally figured out, I took the time to go, okay, instead of cutting and pasting and cutting and pasting, I should probably, uh, with my you know, Google Chrome browser and signed into Google so I can access it at work, as well as at home, I should just bookmark, put into a folder the date, and say here's the stories I'm going to reference later on uh, on my afternoon show on the Team 980 from 4 to 7 p.m. Ding, ding, ding. Where's my ding machine? i got to get that up here. Hold on a second. Probably should have done this before today's cast started, but you, you know how this thing goes. I like to keep it au naturel so you feel like you're really part of the creative process here. Um, so, yeah. They they uh, so I finally figured out how to put these tabs, uh, you know, into bookmarks and to just file them away. And then once I'm done, either I can delete them or I could keep them if I wanted a record of here are the stories from the past year. I'm gonna plan on putting these in the in an email blast that I will send out if you happen to sign up for the you know Zabe email list, and that way you can follow along. Or if you're like, oh, where's the link for that story? Things I'm gonna talk about, the links will all be there in that email, and if you do not want those emails, you can either hit spam, uh, or you can just uh, opt out of that, and we will gladly take you off our email list. And by take you off, oh no, we're going to email you even more. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that at all. So here's some things just real quick, and I apologize if I repurpose them on some of my other uh, venues, either Bob and Brian or on the Steve Zabin show in DC, but I'll make it quick at least in this environment. Robert Kraft has apparently gone in full on the free meek mill movement. Now if you're as unhip as I am, you may need some explaining on this. Who's Meek what what is free meek mill? What what is that sounds like a promotion? What what is Meek Mill? Who who is Meek Mill? Meek Mill is a rapper from Philadelphia who is in prison right now because he violated his parole. Not once, not twice, not, I feel like LeBron, not once, not twice, not one, not two. He's violated his parole a number of times. Now, it originated from a weapons charge when he was 18 years old, and this was like 11 years ago. And he is now in prison because his most recent dust-up with his parole conditions included popping a wheelie on a dirt bike in New York City, and getting into a fight at an airport in Denver where allegedly he didn't want to take a photograph with a fan and it escalated from there. Okay. I I knew Meek Mill was a rapper, I knew he was in prison. I didn't know the basics of it. And so I went I searched a couple of stories. The basic, you know, after searching a few stories on Meek Mill, I got a a smattering of different opinions including almost a 50-50 split of Meek Mill is being done wrong, total injustice, and an absolute travesty of the of the legal system that he is actually in jail. Yes, he's had troubles with his probation. Yes, he should still be uh, held accountable, but he should not be in prison. No way, no shape, no no way, no how. And that's what apparently Bob Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, feels as well. Then there's other articles that say. Meek Mill's an idiot and he got exactly what he deserved and he has been given chance after chance after chance with the legal system and that he's fucked it up every time and he thinks nothing's going to apply to him because he's a celebrity and all these famous rappers love him. What do I think? I don't know. I don't know. I read both sides of it and I'm like, okay, I see that and then I'm like, well, I see the other side as well. I would have to see comparative cases. And now I'd have to see comparative case law about how strict are judges when it comes to violating your probation. The other thing that I have learned as an adult just reading stories about but not being involved, knock on wood, in the legal system is this. Judges in America have a wide leeway to be either hard asses or softies if they want to. When you're in front of that judge... You better yes, sir, no, ma'am, and come correct. Wear a good boy sweater while you're at it. Because your freedom, your life is in their hands. So do all you can to get on their good side. Just one little thing I've learned over the years. Apparently Meek Mill did not learn that, or maybe this judge has it out for him. Some are saying this judge that keeps sending him back to prison for violating his Parole or probation, parole, probation, I don't know what the difference is, whatever. That, you know, that she is sick of him flaunting his nose at the system and saying nothing applies to me and I can do whatever I want. And yeah, 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 I've got conditions. I can't travel, can't leave the area, can't do this, can't get in trouble, can't get arrested, whatever. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this. I'll ask Notorious, J A Y, his thoughts on Meek Mill. And whether I can get a hashtag free Meek Mill t-shirt from him. But I don't know how many parole violations you get before adult society says, no, you're a fuck up. And now you're going to sit in jail. And now you're going to think, the next time I get out of jail, I am absolutely going to be a Boy Scout. I do remember when Paris Hilton kept fucking up in Hollywood. And there was this feeling like, ah, no one's going to do anything to her. She's big, she's hot, she's famous, she's good looking, and... Now, she's going to keep on drunk driving and doing dumb shit and missing her hearings because it's, you know, celebrity justice. There's a different level of justice for celebrities, different level of justice for rich people in America than poor people. There's no doubt about that. And that transcends white, black, everything else. But then guess what? They finally got sick of Paris Hilton and they threw her skinny ass in the back of a cop car in handcuffs and hauled her off to jail. And they, there was those famous pictures of her crying, <laughs> crying in the back of the cop car. And guess what? That was the last we heard of Paris fucking Hilton. She got the message. Finally. They did the same thing eventually with her running mate, Lindsay Lohan. She, too, was pretty much thumbing her nose at the legal system. And I can't remember if they put Lindsay Lohan in jail. They might have for a day, and that was enough. She finally got it. But, yeah. She was pretty much like, fuck you, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm famous, I'm a celebrity, uh, I can do whatever I want. So the bigger picture, though, is that here's Bob Kraft, NFL owner, getting involved in this particular case. How many other cases will Bob Kraft get involved in to help free people from prison who should not be in there? Is he only going to do it for popular, famous rappers? Kraft said after he visited Meek Mill in prison, he's an amazing young man. I know how I'd feel if I was in the situation he is. Every time I see him, I just come away more impressed. He's very intelligent, and he makes it clear to me, we have to do something with criminal justice reform. Robert Kraft on Meek Mill. I hope for Kraft's sake that when Meek Mill does get out of prison again, he doesn't do something really, really, really stupid again or criminal again where Robert Kraft is like, yeah, I kind of maybe backed the wrong guy. Maybe not as amazing or smart or wonderful a guy as I thought he was. But this is where the NFL is now. The NFL with the owners, they're in bed with the players on criminal justice reform. They set up that committee. They funded that committee. And this was sort of their compromise on the Anthem thing. Even though it really hasn't totally quashed the Anthem controversy. You know what this is not regarding the NFL? Football. It's not about football at this point. And sure, it's the offseason. Sure, it's an owner. It's not a player. So fans, I guess, don't really care what owners get involved in or not. But if I'm the NFL and I'm looking at the ratings decline that I've been looking at the last two years, I would be really laser-focused on, hey, everything we do in the public spotlight is going to be football. We're going to get back to playing football, administering football, delivering football, and that's pretty much it. And if you want to say, well, Bob Kraft is a private citizen and if he believes strongly in an issue, he should be able to pursue that and, and advocate for it on his own time. You're right. You're right. He should. And, but it would be better if he did it with a lower profile and he better be right when it comes to picking certain cases. Because I don't know if Meek Mill is a is a good guy for the most part who just has gotten a bad break with a judge that's got a hard-on for him or if he's a fuck-up and a bag of shit who can't stay out of trouble with the law. And once he gets out, will get back in trouble with the law yet again. Only time will tell. Some spectacular tanking going on. The last couple of nights in the NBA, my friend Gil Alexander from BeatingTheBook.com and the Vsin network out in Vegas tweeted about it. And I said, well, I hope you uh, told your listeners to go ahead and be alert for these things and pound your man. Uh, last night, the Utah Jazz destroyed the Golden State Warriors by 40 or so. Uh, Warrior players were falling down face first while pretending to guard Jazz players. All this is because the Warriors really want to avoid uh, Russell Westbrook and the Thunder, if at all possible, in the first round. And so this was quite predictable. I don't think it's a huge problem for the NBA because teams have tanked whole seasons just for draft picks and lottery ping pong balls. But I have a better idea. Let the top four teams in each conference pick their opponents. Starting with the number one seed. So, if you're the number one seed in each conference, you get to pick from the bottom four and you just go down the line like that. So, the one seed could say, well, the eight seed is a team that just got back a superstar who had been missing for 40 games during the year, and they're the hottest team in the league, and they've won 19 of the last 21 to get into the playoffs as the eight seed. We're not taking them in the first round, we'll take the seven seed. That would be a a good perk to allow the number one seed their choice if they want to, and then you you know the second seed could pick whoever they want for the remaining three until you get to the you know, obviously the fourth seed in each conference would have no choice; they would just take who is left over. But the top three would at least have an eeny meeny miny, at least have an uh, either or chance. So. The one seed would choose from four different teams, the two seed would choose from the three remaining, and the three seed would choose from those two that are left. It may hold form, but it'd be interesting, it'd be fun. You could have some uh, be some good trash talk about, I can't believe they picked us. Then we would not have to worry about all these damn tiebreakers, which I don't even know as of this morning on Wednesday, the final day before the NBA ends regular season, who's going to play who. Hey, Sister Jean, threw out a pitch at the Cubs game. The first pitch, that's so great. That's just so wonderful. She's such a. Everyone loves Sister Jean. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. She's so bundled up and everything. Yeah. Ah, ah. Can you? Ouch. Can you? Can you? Can you hear how hard I'm smiling at that? That's a great idea. Man, what is it with you? And it's nothing, man. I got nothing against her. I'm just like. Oh, Sister Jean again. Okay, you're still here, huh? You're a Cubs fan now as well. I wonder if Sister Jean has a Twitter account. I wonder if she has a merchandise store. Maybe she'll open up a little pop-up shop on the internet sell stuff. More bobbleheads, more t-shirts. Maybe she'll go to Bulls games if the Bulls... Blackhawks games would be good. She could be Mrs. Chicago. The nun that Chicago loves from the north side to the south. LeBron James wore sneakers that say, I'm king on them. I'm on one sneaker, king on the other. Oh, God, I tell you, if you're a LeBron James fan and you're over 40 years old, you really have to swallow hard on some things. Can you imagine Michael Jordan wearing shoes that said, I'm the man, or something like that? LeBron has no qualms about it. From wearing that first LBJ MVP t-shirt, Back in the day, to this, he never tires of telling you how good he is. That said, he's the fucking MVP. Period. Amen. End of story. And if you don't think so, then you're crazy. He's the best player, the best all-around player in the league. Don't start making esoteric, well, valuable. Define valuable. You know, because of you. uh, Add up James Harden's uh, advanced match. No. No, no, no. Who's the best player overall in the league? It's, of course, LeBron James. And no offense to Anthony Davis, who has had a spectacular season, but no, it's LeBron James. Don't overthink it. What about Rookie of the Year? You've seen this Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell back and forth. Ben Simmons said flatly, Rookie of the Year? Hell yeah, it's me. I'd vote for me. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has taken to wearing sweatshirts that have the definition of rookie on them. And I don't know where he got the def- definition because I think the definition, definition is murky. As you know, Ben Simmons did not play at all last year due to a injury, and so this is his first year in the league, but he's actually a second-year player. Donovan Mitchell had some sweatshirt that claimed the definition of rookie was first-year NBA player or whatever. Uh, they're going back and forth. Mitchell says, I don't care. Mitchell's had a phenomenal season, uh, broke the record for uh, threes by a rookie in NBA history, although everyone's shooting more threes. He's a hell of a player. Is he better than Ben Simmons? I don't know. Like, does this matter? How much money comes with rookie of the year? Then you got Derek Jeter's ownership group claiming they are citizens of the British Virgin Islands, so they should not have to testify in the legal case over the profits that the the county down there, Broward County, Dade County, Whatever county the Marlins are in, they they say that Jeffrey Loria owes them a good chunk of money, like fifty million dollars or more, for their five percent cut of a sale of the Marlins. Loria says, "Well, we didn't make any money; we lost money." Despite me cashing in a billion dollars, <laughs> the county's like, "Oh, really? Well, we'll see you in court because that sounds fucking insane, actually." And Derek Jeter's group is now saying, "Well, we can't be, you know, we're not going to appear in court. You can't, t- you can't make us testify." We're Corporate citizens of the British Virgin Islands. Because apparently, one of the owners, uh, along with Jeter, has a business that is headquartered and is officially located in the British Virgin Islands. What fucking weasels. Keep going after him, Brian. Nook, nook, where's my money? Actually, Stewie. Come on, Stewie. Nook, nook, where's my money? Don't let him get away with this. And finally, color rush is it dead or is it not dead We don't know yesterday uh, Jason Barrett sports radio PD uh, good guy uh, he sort of uh, is a uh, uh, sort of chronicles the sports radio industry. He was at the National Association of Broadcasters convention and had gotten a hold of some high-level producer for Fox and the producer at Fox said, no, those Color Rush jerseys are going away on Thursdays now that Fox has the package because they feel like the hardcore fan who is watching on Thursday does not want gimmicks. They don't need gimmicks. They're there for the football. That has not been confirmed by the NFL. Another report said, well, not so fast on Color Rush. It may actually end up migrating to other parts of the week, including Sundays, Sunday nights, and Monday nights. I, look, I, I have come around a bit on Color Rush. If you're going to do stupid Color Rush, then Color Rush it up. Make it really super-duper crazy. And I want my Redskins to wear Mustard on Mustard just once. That prototype jersey has been shown before on social media. In fact, I think some people might have got a mustard-colored Redskins jersey And I'm not sure if it was sold officially by the team or if this was one of these gray market mock-ups that, you know, made in China and shipped over here illegally. Whatever. I'd like to see it once, just once in my life. I saw Burgundy on Burgundy during the Clinton-Jim Zorn era, and I hated that. So why not? Give me mustard. Ketchup on ketchup, we've done it. Give me mustard on mustard just once. All right, time for Bob and Brian, my knucklehead older brothers. FM Morning Zoo gods in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They gave me some of their bonus time to chat this week.
1: Oh, there you are. Do you hear me? I do hear you.
0: Okay. All right. Okay, very good then. So Bob's here. Who else is here? Brian is here. Brian. Brian! Brian, what are you doing, Brian? You knucklehead, you.
1: Playing Yahtzee. You playing Yahtzee?
0: Is that all you fucking do now? Is play Yahtzee on your phone? I'm not sure what else
1: I was supposed to be doing just now. You're like, Help what else? like all I... the
0: wires together. What else was I born to do? Right during the marginal times of just waiting around. What do we used to do, Brian, when we had to it's wait a for godsend, something?
1: Although you're, let's try say something else.
0: No, no, we're rolling right now. I'm oh, rolling right. Oh, now. we're on. Yeah, okay. we're fucking on right now. Yeah. Oh, actually. All right. It's we don't a have podcast. we don't have time to have a fancy open. I'm doing these soft rolling opens all right. right now.
1: Oh well, the Yahtzee is down then. Okay. You're, you're no, you think full you know. It's, it's No, keep wonderful. playing the Yahtzee while I, I talk um, to do. If you I, um, want to, I'm a little put off. I got to tell you. Well, well I've, I've already, already got the Yahtzee. Did you? Yeah. Put off by what? I just need fives and sixes, four of a kind, and a large straight. I think you need to explain to everybody who Bill is. Oh, Bill is just the imaginary, well, he's not imaginary, he's the he's the, computer. He's the opponent. He's the computer really? a game, yeah. Yeah, and Bill always gets what he needs. Bill... Yeah. <laughs> Who named him Bill? Okay, <laughs> let's see, if I need three fives, I'll roll, I'll get two fives and I'll roll a third time and nothing will happen. That mm-hmm. Bill roll, it will have three fives. <laughs> Who named him Bill, Brian? Fuck you, Bill. I don't know. It just uh, came with the game. I think oh, the names. It's, can it's you got change an acronym the name for binary intelligence? Leaving, letting, <laughs> I learning. Just, I think it's an acronym. Living. Binary yeah, intelligence know. learning something. Yeah, Lumputer. Look, <laughs> <Okay, there laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. that's obvious.
0: That's obvious. How many hours do you have into Yahtzee now? As that app on your phone? Do you think? Oh.
1: I wonder if it says that. Is it? Um, it says how many games you've played if you don't clear things. Is is Yahtzee on your on your phone or your iPad? Is that your uh, your squeeze ball? Is that your stress reliever? Does it calm you, uh, or do you just so. enjoy it? Uh, it's a, just a, it's a inconsequential problem okay. solving. Whatever solved. happened? To, how did you? Whatever happened to Angry me...
0: Birds? <laughs> or whatever happened? To, I don't know. I
1: never played Angry Birds. Whatever
0: happened to uh, uh, Flight Control? You didn't want to play that game anymore.
1: Bob, remember when you, you and I were playing control. flight
0: control like maniacs
1: all the time. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And then what <laughs> I happened? Thought, uh, then we forgot to play it anymore. Okay. I, did, I don't think I got. I must have got tired of it. Or you would go. Where's my iPad? I'm gonna play this. Some what more. was the, What was the game that it bounced up on
0: pedestals and you kept going higher and higher and higher? It was one of the first internet phone games. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. It's I already gone. What about the game that they banned because it was so addictive and so hard you couldn't get past like a minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember
1: that game? No. It, it was. It, it so. had a simple name, and you guys, we talked about it on the air. It well,
0: we was like about the most ed-
1: stuff on the air. I don't remember everything. Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess you're right.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, that's enough jibber jabber since we had a long time waiting to get this hookup correct, and now that I but I've we got it correct. The key is we got it correct. All right, Brian. The Simpsons have tackled their poo problem, or so they think. I didn't know there was an Apu problem. Oh, the Simpsons have had an Apu problem now for quite a while. And you know what that Apu... They're getting it... It's too accurate? No, it's...
1: We're putting that bitch on ice. (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. I do not speak English. Okay. (laughs) but You were just talking. Yes, yes. Hot dog, hot dog. Yes, sir. No, sir. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) One of the great
0: auxiliary characters in the Simpsons, Apu Nahasa Pima Pedalon, has been in the crosshairs for the politically correct correct crowd... For a while. Mm. Comedian Hari... Because
1: there isn't anyone out there like Apu. Mm. The norms of our increasingly increasingly
0: butthurt society get tighter and tighter around the comedic edges. Mm. So therefore, comedian Hari Kondabolu's documentary, The Problem with Apu, claims the show's depiction of the character strengthens negative stereotypes against Indian Americans. Well, the Simpsons decided they were going to tackle it on Sunday... And it has not shockingly pleased those who are angry about it. (laughs) I got
1: to go to Hulu then this afternoon Uh, and watch this episode. I'm going to play
0: the soundbite right now. It's of Lisa uh, reading a book with Marge. And they talk about how uh, they were talking about how to make a children's book inoffensive to critics in 2018, with
1: Lisa noting the princess is cisgender. They sort of did this back with Itchy and Scratchy. When they were considered too violent. Yeah, when the yeah. cartoons were too violent and they just had them sitting on a porch next to each other, I think, drinking lemonade or something. In rocking chairs. Right, <laughs> no I love sure, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember that? <laughs> here's, here's Lisa trying to
0: explain away the Apu problem, okay? For what it's well, what worth.
1: What am I supposed to do? It's hard to say. Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? Some things will be dealt with at a later date. If at all.
0: And that's it. And they looked into the camera. This was like a Jim Krasinski aside into the camera uh, office <laughs> so style. So it's like a
1: big F you then to the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you basically.
0: complainants. Basically, so get... Okay, so here's the reaction. The righteous are not pleased. Social media users immediately responded to the episode entitled "No Good Read Goes Unpunished," with Kandabalu, who created the documentary, calling the response
1: sad in a series of tweets. #Hashtag Sad. Well, is Homer Simpson supposed to represent a white man in his middle age? A years? yellow man with three hair strings? Because if he is, I'm offended. Because I don't <laughs> think I act like that. And uh, if, you know, if he represents bald men, Steve-O. <laughs> that's right. He's got. Well, he's got two strings over the top and a zigzag string around the back. <laughs> right. And if Professor Frink uh, represents, I don't know, science-oriented people or... Insensitive to nerds. Technolog- yeah. yeah so. Or uh, I, uh, Abe Simpson, old people. What about Barney Gumble? Somebody with a drinking problem? Co- sure. Comedian, comedian and CNN host W. Kamu
0: Bell said the response was, quote, ridiculous and declared the show Dead. Fine, uh, don't watch. 26 don't years watch. later, good luck killing the show, right? He says that he thinks the fact they put this argument in the mouth of Lisa's character, the character who usually champions the underdogs and is supposedly the most woke and thoughtful and liberal, is what has driven people even more crazy, which I actually like. Because you're right, when you think about it, who would be the one that would be saying all this stuff about, you know, hey, we can't Homer. have a poo? No, no, it would be Lisa.
1: Oh. Lisa's the most woke on the show. Am I wrong well, about that? Well, they're part of the crowd that's going to eat itself at, at some point or another. Get a start. They're, they're the already husband. eating themselves. Well, they're, the, they're, the, they're the they're the entertainment liberal crowd. The Simpsons. Matt Groining is graining groining. But yeah, uh, even 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 so Matt now, Groening, but now they're getting around to him. Even Matt Graining, who's
0: a total hippie, right? He's a child of yeah. the sixties. I thought he was. I thought yeah. he was too. He understands that this cannot stand, that this he has to draw a line in the sand. Because if you take a Apu out, there's no end to the other characters you could then start taking out, correct?
1: Uh, also, as a Christian, let's uh, get rid of the church, uh, the preacher. Oh, whoa, the whoa, whoa. Reverend,
0: whoa. whoa. Uh... No, Christians are fair game. You know (laughs) that, right? There's no no special protection. He's been
1: laughing at them for years. Okay.
0: Right, exactly. Like, you know, pretty soon they're going to start reading in racist stereotypes with Carl, the black guy at work who's Homer's friend. Hey, uh, (laughs) I thought we were in this episode a few more times. How come (laughs) I'm not not getting more screen time?
1: You know, Carl. I'll say this. They never have the uh, the African-American policeman and Carl, like... uh, I don't know, hanging out <laughs> at a club together or something. <laughs> no. They don't necessarily put don't him know. in the same category. Just because- Or who's I their doctor? Even- family doctor is. Uh, oh, right. The. Uh, geez, I haven't seen him in so long. I can't remember his name. Dr. Uh, oh, uh, Hibbard? H- Dr. Hibbard. Hibbard. There, Hibbard. there yeah, you go. The, Very good. The, the, good who, get. Who was the Bill Cosby slash Cliff Huxtable right. knockoff yeah. right there?
0: You know, Dredderick Tatum, the AKA Mike Tyson <laughs> knockoff. Yeah. Right. There's no end to the things that you could go, oh, we can't do that now. Can't do that
1: now. Here's the thing about comedy. Somebody is the punchline. Someone's going to get skewered. It's just the way it is. You're going to get it, made fun uh, of. Comedy is a little rough. You may want to put on a helmet.
0: Exactly. And I think Graining realizes that, okay, we've we got to draw a line in the stand. I love it that they're getting all pissed off about this. Of course, you talk about the that side eating themselves, Brian. You saw the the whole Hannity versus uh, Jimmy Kimmel you know,
1: mud fight, food fight, right? I heard about it. I didn't really check into it. Okay, oh, yeah. well, it was very Mexican, embarrassing. The bumblebee, bumblebee guy. How yeah. about like the Chettle one. Ocho's bumblebee? I yeah. <laughs> hey, is not he gonna? Ha- ha- is he gonna have to go?
0: <laughs> I yeah. hope not. There's any number of characters in The Simpsons you could say
1: that's insensitive or wrong about. What about pol- what uh, Chief Wiggum? Are we to believe that all police chiefs are? Why? incompetent boobs well that's, right, boys, he's that's a white a, male you can do whatever you who want who uses their None gun them, well, to, uh, to crack nuts but someone start, know, shoots them
0: someone start to say it's not it's not right to portray an incompetent police officer a chief on the show given that incompetent police are killing unarmed black men around the country that character also has to go that yeah, character see that argument
1: I, that's, I can't, can't, I can, that's, that's not, not a, stretch a stretch to make
0: that argument right no, there. No, you're there already. And there's basically no end to it once you go down that road. So we'll so see. So Matt Groening if- is going to be the guy who is going to dig in on this? Well, we'll see how much he apologizes, depending on the backlash online. I was gonna get, you know, on the on the Kimmel versus Hannity front, Kimmel's the one that backed down from this Twitter fight because he was making basically homophobic jokes at sean hannity saying when you remove your face from trump's ass does it leave it looking like a creamsicle orange and white and that was when the liberal left and the you know the gay rights people were like hey man why are you making gay jokes that's not cool well, Jimmy and, and
1: bill maher has done the same thing he's uh he's uh talked about being a uh, uh you know for gay rights and trans transgender rights and then he'll make uh uh, jokes about someone—the punchline will be someone's too effeminate or someone's uh, homosexual or something like that. He he does it all the time. Tina Fey did it on Thirty Rock too. But I think Bill Maher at least never apologized, did he? I don't know. Okay. I just I just know that he will decry the uh, the right for being anti-gay. The only thing then yeah. he'll use uh, right. anti-gay slur. To insult someone on on the right while calling himself a defender of gay rights. The only thing that stopped Kimmel in this back and
0: forth was his own side. Because he had gone yeah. too far with what they thought was insensitive, quasi-homophobic jabs at Sean Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the case of eating themselves. Uh, you see where Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans, said the only thing he regrets from the anthem flap is that he apologized in the first place when he made the comment, we got the inmates running the asylum. When he says he insisted all along that the inmates were league officials and that the prison guards were the owners of the teams, the billionaires who were stakeholders, he didn't mean the players were the inmates. He said that the league officials who were like, well, we need to be more sensitive, we need to do this, that they were the inmates running the asylum. And he said, either way, it's just an expression.
1: I should have never apologized. It's it's, It's an expression that's been around forever, too. Yeah. So I think the lesson is don't apologize. I think the lesson is everybody just stop talking to each other. Just knock it off. If we all just get born, sit quietly, and hope you die without an incident. Well, I was
0: thinking this week of actually deleting my Facebook account. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? You're both on Facebook. You don't, Bob, use it very much. Brian, you use it, and
1: you... you, you, I only got started uh, using it now, and I thought I should because... My family seems to c- communicate with it. How long ago? Two years. This week. Yeah, Five. A years. week ago. A week ago. Wait, well, wait. You started using Facebook a week ago, Brian? <laughs> I had to have a Facebook page to operate any kind of Facebook stuff here at the station because, I, you know, I couldn't be right in the some ecosystem. Right. Uh, but I never really posted anything on it. But I wait thought, a well, minute. I, I yeah, thought right? you used to I know it's crazy, right? Because hold on, Zuckerberg gets called to testify before Congress, and Brian goes, "I think I'm in." I just got <laughs> I in one I'm week ago. I think you am going to join. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. I could have sworn that several years
0: ago, four years ago during the campaign, or two years ago, you were Facebook politicking
1: and and proudly so. Was that on not the, case? the station's page?
0: Oh
1: yeah. Oh, got yeah. it. God. Now it. we okay. can put. Now you can put up the craziest stuff on his own page. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can, but there's no room for it. As but soon what as about, I had a few friends, I got all these other posts from all kinds yeah. of other people, and it's, it's impossible to control.
0: What about, though, people that you like, but their politics you hate? I have a couple well, people like I got, that, and, I and as, I, as I see their politics in black and white, it turns my stomach. And mm-hmm. I don't like that because I'd rather just like them as the friends of mine that they are, not worrying about what they think about Syria. Because we're all fucking experts on Syria
1: now, aren't we? Just what we should do in Syria. I think some people get over that stuff and some people will not. And some people will treat different people differently. I'll say this, how much fun do I have with you? Because if you're not that much fun, and politically I know that that topic is off limits because we're never going to agree, eh, then well, maybe. Well, talk to Metcalf, you know, every week for a long time, and sure. I don't believe anything that he believes. Those were lively conversations. I've got family members I completely disagree with. How about that, too? Just don't bring it up. How about that, too? About Do you
0: really want to see your family members flaming political takes on one side or the other? On Facebook. I'll say this. I don't. Luckily, I, I, luckily. I, that's why I'm going to get rid of it, because I literally don't want to see it. You can say, well, you don't have to post anything. And I'm like, I don't. And you can say, well, you don't have to do this, do that. Just by seeing it,
1: it pisses me off. <laughs> it triggers me. I'm triggered like the millennials <laughs> I don't think I'm at that point yet, but... <laughs> You've only it been on for on. a week. Yeah, well, but I've I've been exposed to other people's
0: opinions. How about this? If I delete my Facebook page, is someone going to think ooh, what's
1: going on here? Yeah, of course they will. They'll wonder what's up with you. If all of a sudden you're not on Facebook, they're going to they're go, what What the F? What about Twitter? i got
0: to keep Twitter. I'd love to quit Twitter as <laughs> do well. Do you hate Twitter? <laughs> no. <laughs> do, I, don't, do you... I, I don't hate Twitter for this reason. It's useful to me. Now, I know it's junk food. And this leads into a larger discussion about how bad the news is these days, the information age we're living in. This so-called information age is the worst in my lifetime.
1: I have a a problem with the information on the information age. It's too uh, directed and edited by people who only want certain information out.
0: Oh, well, of course there's that as well. But back to Twitter, Bob, I can't quit it because it's too useful for my job. And here's the scary thing. Not scary, but here's the unfortunate thing. By having a decent chunk of followers, 49,000, of which. Wow. Nice. 70, yeah, but you know what? 70% of those are real, 30% are fake, you know? Okay. And I swear, like, who knows if they're actually throttling my new follows? I have no idea. I don't have a blue check mark, which people say, well, why don't you get the blue check mark? And I'm like, nah, it just makes me a target. It's no good. I, I don't need it. The fact that I have a decent chunk of Twitter followers makes sales reps at the station I work at pitch that as part of an ad campaign, and then they come to me going, hey, buddy, uh, 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 I was told that you'd do one tweet for Buffalo Wild Wings a month on your Twitter account. <laughs> and I feel like going, yeah, yeah that's going to cost you two dozen hot wings absolutely, a side of fucking fries on that. <laughs> yeah. you, you know you, you're not the one risking your job on Twitter every day, sending you know, out hot
1: tweets and funny a, comments. A I side am. Note, a side note, if you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings, the wings are great, right? We all know that. Try the nacho burger. Oh, nice. Comes with chips on it. Nice. Now, I thought that Bob was crazy. Is... I love how Bob's supporting one of my sponsors. I have to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings now because you they left closed down, down the there. Quaker Steak and Lube. What? That was right across the street. Yeah. I went to that with you one time. And they and they closed it down. They closed it down like last month, and they've already opened up a Point Burger Bar. You're going to love Point Burger Bar, Steve. What it's you keep so telling me. good. It's crazy good. Hold on. We'll go but, there. That at place, seven, that place we'll is go there, there at like seven four different places since I've lived there.
0: Brian, 7 o'clock Saturday night of the Bob and Brian weekend. <laughs> I'll make sure to get there, and we'll have dinner. It'll be great. be like old times. Yeah, be like yeah, staying exactly. in room too. <laughs> Well, back to the news. Okay, so I was thinking about the news. Do you see the Denver... This is the entry point for this story about the news, and then I'll let you guys go. I know you got busy
1: days. I enjoy our chats off the Don't air. Don't you worry about my busy day. I'm
0: worried about your day, because
1: you got to go work out. It's leg <laughs> were, day today. What you, day is no, it? No, yesterday leg? was leg day, okay. right. so I'm already miserable. Okay,
0: so um, did you see the Denver Post snafu with the no. guide to Coors Field? No. The Denver Post ran a big special section to open up the baseball season saying the ultimate guide to Coors Field. They had a big photograph that covered the entire fold up of the front section of this special section.
1: Okay, I assume it would be all about parking and food and restaurants. The
0: ultimate visitor's guide to Coors Field. The
1: photo, though, was a photo. I'm going there this summer. Okay, well, the photo was
0: a photo of citizens bank ballpark <laughs> in philadelphia <laughs> what yes yes
1: How did that the look? ultimate Johnson. visitor's
0: guide to the ballpark we just fucked up which ballpark it was other than that this guide is indispensable i'm telling you <laughs> Were the Phillies the first opponents of the year? How did that happen? <laughs> it happened because somebody,
1: you know, just overlooked it. And, and here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but how do you overlook it? Steven, how is that even possible? Steven, stories like this that make me glad I'm alive. So I get to be here when that happened. And the people like you will come around and go, did you see this? The Post's
0: deputy sports editor, Matt Stevens, told Fox 31 in Denver, quote, the flub was obviously a bad look. A bad look? That's what they, yeah, it's a bad look. We ran somebody else's ballpark. You have to be <laughs> really clueless Jeez. as a photo editor, just like, all right, just get a photo. Slap it in there. Now, the iron where's thing- your Where's your
1: Homer? Not a sports fan. <laughs> yes. Not a sports fan, huh? Yeah. I think that applies here.
0: In the old days of journalism, some grizzled, uh, you know, Lou Grant character would grab some young production assistant by the scruff of the neck, rub his face
1: into the photo, and say, does that look like our ballpark right there? <laughs> oh, do you have a problem? How long you been in Denver, boy? You're right. There's a good chance back in the '50s you'd have got your ass kicked by the editor. Literally gotten beaten up. the guy handed the wrong picture? Did a website page change? Did, I don't uh, know. He just say was it? Was it? It's on the desk. Did they get hacked? The wrong one?
0: I don't know. I, but I want
1: to know how that happened.
0: Are you ready for an extra layer of haha <laughs> on top of this? <laughs> could you stand? <laughs> could you stand an extra slice of? <laughs> Here we go. This is the same Denver Post that, in their last Sunday edition, had a headline photo featuring a crowd of their staff in their Colorado offices. At least half of the staff had been silhouetted out because they were part of ongoing layoffs and drastic cuts. Oh, that. <laughs> that the newspaper (laughs) oh so the the editor said we're going to show citizens how awful it is in the news business now look at all these fine articles in fact uh all of the people in the staff uh, had been given some award or something they showed all these people that were no longer part of the paper and they made a demand to the paper's hedge fund owner to be able to, you know, keep their jobs or to, or actually I think they told the hedge fund, sell this to somebody who will keep good journalism alive. Well, apparently the guy who put the cover photo for the ultimate guide to Coors Field was one of the silhouettes in the photo from a week ago.
1: Oh. Yeah, Except this guy. <laughs> they circle him and go, here's yeah. the guy. Yeah,
0: here's the guy that knows every wow. ballpark by sight and knows how to not put it on our ballpark when we're doing a special guide. <sighs> This is why part of why newspapers are completely dying. And I'm not sure what the answer is. I'm trying myself, boys, to have a better digital diet. Because if given the option to eat junk food digitally, just like real food, I will. I will eat digital junk, junk food. By junk food, do you mean clickbait? Twitter. Twitter clickbait. Oh, Twitter. And just stuff one step above clickbait. I will scroll Twitter and I'll just read the blurbs. And I'll keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Because there's this feeling of
1: there's something better with the next scroll of my thumb. Well, that's all part of the scrolling uh, thing. That was all done. T- you saw the 60 Minutes piece about making Facebook addictive, like you're missing something if you're not on Make Facebook. Make a There's bottomless a lo- pit right. of stuff. There's something better just past what you're seeing. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. That's right. what they Kinda want. Kind of like when you're looking for a hotter porn star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If <laughs> <Or because laughs> you want it hotter.
0: How many times have we all said, boys, just three more sample trailers. Just three more. <laughs> and then I swear
1: I'm going to bed. Yeah. It's What yeah. time is it? It's right. after 11? Oh, shit, it's 1.30. Wow. <laughs> i got to get up in two hours. Man, I got out of here in a hurry. (laughs) Unbelievable. What's wrong with me? I said, oh, free trailer. It's a minute and a half. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Click. with that, a lot further than I thought you'd go. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. So, but no. So, yeah. So, what I do is I eat junk food that is Twitter. I'm on Twitter way, 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 way too much. And I'll see a good story from a reputable outlet, Washington Post. I subscribe to The Athletic. (laughs) I
1: know. (laughs) Sports (laughs) section.
0: Sports section. <laughs> they get the right, right stadium on the front? Yeah. Anyway, so I, I will I will come across an article that I know is good for me. Like, you know, NBA Eastern Conference playoff breakdowns. And I'm like, good. This would be good for my job, and I'll be able to read up what's
1: going on. That's I, like eating carrots rather than uh, that 16th mozzarella stick that was in the deep fryer. You know what I do? I click like,
0: so I, in my mind, say, I'll come back to this, and I'll eat these carrots later. And then I never come back to it. I just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, check my mentions, keep scrolling. You know, it's terrible. It's junk food. Once upon a time, the newspapers had no idea, Brian, what we liked and didn't like. No idea whatsoever. Only and they didn't Generally, care. they would
1: have to judge it on circulation. they Okay, what But even, even circulation was have?
0: even circulation was not a good indicator. If you were the editor of the style section of a major
1: newspaper, how do you know what people would like? Letters to the editor.
0: You always Maybe. Got those. I'm
1: sure they tried to figure it out and they had some really rudimentary ways, but not, nothing like now.
0: I don't think they really did because people got the newspaper for one reason back in the day. It was the only entertainment around.
1: So you think it was more of a make them like what we give
0: them, don't give them what they like? It's not like they were hostilely going, you're going to like this and sh- you know, shove it down your throat. They just didn't care necessarily what you liked or didn't like because it didn't matter. You had to buy the newspaper to know what the fuck was going on at any given time. Am I
1: right, Brian? Yeah, I'll agree with that. And uh, th- there really wasn't. An alternative, you could listen to the radio, too, but that was... radio, right, right. right. But, but the newspapers the <laughs> yeah. radio being the only news outlets for a while, that era didn't last a, a long time.
0: Yeah. So in other words, newspapers back then would just say, okay, let's figure out what's worth covering, what's worth writing about, what new restaurant is decent, and, and let's go ahead and give people a good product. And do they like it? Do they hate it? Do they want more of this, less of that? We have no fucking idea. And that actually was the Garden of Eden, because now that newspapers, news organizations know what we want, all we want is junk. We want shit. <laughs> we want stuff that is divisive, that paints well, yeah. the other side as because when imbeciles. They
1: mine- well, that's my that's my home web That's it's all junk. It's all shit. Right? Yeah. All because hey, look at the fifty most expensive homes in the country. Because when they go data mining on you, me, or Brian. They see that. What did he click on last? Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. You know, let's come, let's take a walk Why? through her career. Uh, what do I care about Jennifer Love Hewitt? But I clicked on it. I was because looking, I'm an idiot. I was looking for bar stools last November. I still see them run at me. Hey. Sure, but that's an actual
0: product you're looking for. I'm talking about music. I mean, I'm talking about you know news items that. Now that they know what we want, it's it's over. We, we are we are now headlong into a rush to the bottom, and it's going to be a
1: tyranny of the stupid and the shallow. And there's nothing we can do about it. Well, I, I don't think it's new that it's a tyranny of the stupid and the shallow. It's been going on in one form or another for a long time. Yeah. Go back to the Romans and bread and circuses, Steve. For some reason, but these that are digital, me comfort. I don't know are, why. These are digital comfort. Yeah, that, that, that human nature has remained about the same. People have been saying dumb things. We just have a different way of getting it out rather than uh, chiseling it into a wall or painting it on a church door or pinning it to a church door. You know, it's on the Internet. Okay, but like cocaine was once a problem,
0: crack cocaine was a big fucking problem. We now have crack cocaine for news where we're just boiling everything down into clicks Everything down into what do people want. We know it algorithmically what they want. And we're going to give them that 24-7 hour twenty four seven a day. People are going to be high on their own hatred for other people and things
1: 24 <laughs> you know. hours a day. They are. Well, you know, newspapers started out as just slanted rags to begin with. I know. They didn't start out seeking the truth. They started out pushing a cause.
0: And they still do. But I'm just well, talking about the general they- environment...
1: Well, now what what that people they know what back we want, then, people used to be able to make up their own minds. Now there's these newspapers and <laughs> <laughs> they tell you what to think. I know. He's actually holding a newspaper too. I, I,
0: I know there's parallels. I think we're in a different age though. I think the, the digital age has hyperspaced it to the point where Well I
1: got I got two things to say about that and they're both completely opposite. One, human nature doesn't change, it's always been this way, and two, things degrade over time, so maybe we are getting stupider and yeah. Everything's falling apart. Human
0: I, human nature does not change. Human behavior, though, does.
1: Do you agree with me on that? Well, that is a that is a boy. That is a long discussion, and I you would have to explain that. Join us so next time for a fun and exciting Steve Saban <laughs> podcast with his guests Bob and Brian as they discuss the nature of man. There you go, <laughs> Bob. I want you to
0: go crush back and arm day. Okay, I've got to kill it, Stephen. All right, Bobby or Brian. I'll send to you a picture
1: you. of me with my shirt off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, next oh. week we'll talk about Bob's new dog, Brian. What do you, what do you think?
1: Hi, boys. Hi, boys. All
0: right, tell what you guys. Thanks, Steven. See you, boys.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, we'll end with this. File this under excuses. Fort Pierce, Florida. Authorities down there say a woman who was arrested for having cocaine and marijuana inside her purse during a police stop had an, a had a very creative excuse for what? Where did that come from? The woman by the name of Kenesha Posey said that uh, the drugs in her lap when the officers walked up to her car must have blown in through the window because it was a breezy day as it often is in Florida. Not only did it blow through the window and into her lap at just the wrong time when police had pulled them over, but amazingly it had blown the drugs uh, in two separate bags into her purse. Don't know if that excuse is going to make it all the way to the courtroom in front of a judge with a lawyer, but I hope it does. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and your Uncle Jerry. Leave a positive review download subscribe at all the major podcast outlets including itunes google play overcast spotify stitcher soundcloud and more and never forget what chris rock told us there is no sex in the champagne room thanks for listening and we will see you next time